The New York Islanders have re-signed Matthew Barzal. We'll explain why it was a great deal for both player and team. And we have our key takeaways from the Islanders' overtime win over the Flyers. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that includes YouTube. Make sure you subscribe so that you know every time a new episode drops there. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we would discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout the rest of the preseason and all through the regular season, including roster moves like the cuts the team made on Wednesday, trade rumors, uh, injury news, the latest game updates, you think about it, we've got it right here on Locked on Islanders. So let's start with the biggest news that uh, we're getting to today because uh, Yom Kippur, I was not recording live yesterday, so here we are. The New York Islanders have signed Matthew Barzal to an eight-year, $9.15 million per year extension. And I'll tell you, right now, this is a win-win for both sides, and I'll explain why. First of all, let's start with the obvious. Matthew Barzal is going to be a New York Islander for the better part of the prime of his career, barring some kind of a trade. It's an eight-year extension. So, you know, you're taking him into his mid-30s. The contract is worth $73.2 million. And for right now, the Islanders have their best and most dynamic offensive player under contract, and it gives them a certain amount of certainty when it comes to the salary cap, uh, barring some trade or some other move right now. Uh, you know, Matthew Barzal is based on the roster as it is this moment, going to be 
your highest paid player. And, you know, here's the thing, uh, why it's a win-win. Again, the team locks up its best player, gets that roster and cap certainty. And look, we've discussed it before on the show. It would have been a blow to the organization to lose their best player again, just the way they lost John Tavares four years ago. It was uh, frustrating, and it was difficult, and it didn't work out well last time. Barzal had already stated out loud, hey, I want to play for one team my whole career. I respect that. I love playing here. He laid it out that this is where he wanted to be, and if for some reason a deal didn't get done, that would have been very, very upsetting for, for the organization, for the fans, and probably for Matt Barzal as well. Another reason this is a win-win. Let's face it. Based on the numbers he put up a year ago, Matthew Barzal at 15 goals and 59 points in 73 games really isn't even worth the $7 million he's earning this year, let alone the 9.13. So for the coming year, the Islanders may be overpaying Matthew Barzal a little bit. But at the same time, they also will be underpaying Matthew Barzal in year three, four, five, six of this deal as the salary cap goes up. And we talked a week ago about what was expected with regard to the salary cap. As the cap goes up, and hopefully as Matthew Barzal's production goes up, we will see this deal be a bargain for the Islanders down the road especially if playing for a new head coach in Lane Lambert gives Matthew Barzal the opportunity to increase his offensive production and if the Islanders ever do bring in that additional scoring winger who we've been talking about for way too long now, um, that could also increase the production of a playmaker like Matthew Barzal. So overall, this seems like it should be a win-win for both sides when it comes to this deal. And to me, importantly, the New York Islanders now, the cap certainty not only means that they can rest easy that Matthew Barzal is going to be with this team and he's going to be a lifelong Islander or very close to it, It also means that if Lou Lamorello wants to pull off another deal, whether it's tomorrow or at the trade deadline or next offseason, he knows the numbers he's dealing with. There is no mystery as to how much it's going to cost to re-sign Matthew Barzal and what it's going to cost against the salary cap to keep him here. They still have one more year this year at $7 million, but... Then that nine point, uh, you know, nine million and change, the uh, nine point one five million per year deal starts to kick in. And if you want to go make another deal, or if you want to re-sign another player who's important to the team, you know the numbers you're dealing with. You don't have to speculate. You don't have to worry about it. And overall, it just makes a lot of sense for both sides. So. To me, a win-win here for the Islanders 
and for Matthew Barzal. And to me, there's two pieces of responsibility that come out of this deal. On the one hand, it's up to Matthew Barzal to live up to the $9.15 million a year salary that he is now getting. That he cannot just turn around and put up 15 goals uh, in, in a season and you know less than a point a game, 59 points in 73 games, and earn that $9 million plus a year. He's got to be better than that. And then from the Islanders' standpoint, their responsibility now becomes go out and surround your best player with the talent he needs in order to go out and be the best player he could be to reach his full potential. So both sides have responsibilities from this deal, and hopefully they will be living up to their sides of the deal as this nine-year uh, uh, excuse me, as this contract uh, plays itself out over the next eight years. I saw it nine because, again, there's one year left on the old contract. Got to be happy for the Islanders. Got to be happy for Matthew Barzal. Like I said, a win-win. Good news for Islander fans. And hopefully the start of more good news as the season gets underway. We have got more to discuss on today's show. The Islanders making roster moves uh, over the course of Wednesday. We'll talk about those. And We've got a, a few quick takeaways from Tuesday's overtime win against the Flyers. We've got all that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you could find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, and of course, starting next week, hockey. Head to the BetOnline.net website or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, the New York Islanders made some roster moves. Let's talk about that. Wednesday morning, they announced that goalie Jakob Skarik, forwards William DeFore, Simon Holmstrom, Ruslan Ishkov, and Atu Ratu all been assigned to Bridgeport. Meanwhile, Isaiah George has been reassigned to the London Knights, his junior team. So those are the moves that were made no surprises there. Holmstrom got a long look. Uh, we heard Lou Lamorello basically say that Dufour and Ratu were not quite ready yet for the NHL. I think both of them made a good impression, as did Holmstrom. I think Skarik had a good, solid preseason and training camp. So it is going to be uh, you know, a question of how much of a good impression did they make so that if a player is injured, or a player slumps, or a trade is made, who's the next guy up? Uh, you know, you have a, a center in Ratu, you have a winger in Holmstrom and Dufour. How do you handle those players as, 
you know, the season progresses and how will they do at Bridgeport to reinforce the positive showing they made during training camp and the preseason. So the Islanders are now down to 29 players. They started training camp with 44. And some of the names still battling for roster spots. Robin Salo, Sebastian Ajo, Samuel Bolduc, Grant Hutton, and Paul Ledoux are the defensemen still on the roster. Ross Johnston, Oliver Wallstrom, Kiefer Bellows, Otto Koivula, Cole Bardro, and Nikita Sashnikov are the forwards battling for roster spots, although I don't think we're going to see Wallstrom, Bellows, or Johnston being sent back down to Bridgeport. So, you know, we're talking about being the, the 13th or 14th forward, the 7th or 8th defenseman, and really the battle for the roster spots continues. It should be very interesting. There are two preseason games left for this team before the October 13th season opener against the Florida Panthers. So next game, of course, is tonight against the New Jersey Devils. And then the Rangers come to town over the weekend to close out the preseason. And both of those games will be at UBS Arena. So they are home games. Let's talk a little bit now about the preseason game against the Flyers, a 4-3 overtime win. And to me, the best part about this that just stood out, two things first. Number one, four goals in a game. Doubles the previous output. That is important. That is uh, something that this team needed to show they could do. And thankfully, they did it. Big game for Josh Bailey. A goal and three points in this one. And that was certainly an important uh, milestone. Anders Lee getting on the board for the first time. Bailey scoring. Casey Sezikis getting the uh, identity line members their first goal of the preseason. All of those things, very important. I like the fact that the Islanders... uh, even though they had a 2-1 lead entering the third period and and then saw that lead evaporate, they bounced back. Lee gets the tying goal, and then in overtime, Noah Dobson puts things away. So overall, very good. Ilya Sorokin goes all the way in this game and makes, uh, you know, 30 saves to get the win after facing 33 shots. You want those shots to be a little bit lower, especially against a team that really isn't expected to do a lot in the Philadelphia Flyers. I think in parts of the first and third period, the defense wasn't as good as we would hope. But at the same time, uh, certainly an encouraging performance overall. Kiefer Bellows picks up a helper in this game. That is definitely a positive. And again, I just think we're seeing more from this team as the preseason goes on. And, you know, the other thing I like, officially only one giveaway by the New York Islanders. The Flyers had eight. And, you know, that's the kind of statistic where... Last year, we saw too often, especially with the third defensive pair, where the Islanders would just cough up the puck, either in their own zone or in the neutral zone, 
and the turnovers would result in big scoring opportunities for the opposition. That's not what happened here. And to minimize that and slow that process down to me was vital, and I'm happy about it. The power play also striking, and that was very important. Two power play goals for the Islanders in this game. The power play two for five, and the penalty kill a perfect three for three. All of these encouraging signs. I love Alexander Romanov uh, with six shots on goal, five for Josh Bailey. Even though he was a minus one, I just think Romanov is going to be a great addition for this New York Islanders team. You get the preseason win, you get it on the road, and overall just a positive, positive uh, outcome It wasn't the prettiest of games. It wasn't, uh, wow, this team is ready to contend for the Stanley Cup, but it was a step forward. And the good thing is, yeah, after four preseason games, the Islanders are now 2-2, but the two wins are the two most recent games. The power play is, is stepping into gear, and overall, it just looks a lot more positive overall than it did after the first two games. Progress is being made, and that is important. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day and some more thoughts on the Barzal deal. Uh, Our Islanders birthday of the day, a former University of Wisconsin star who spent a couple of seasons with the Islanders in the mid to late 90s. Let's see if you can guess who that is, but we've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day, and yesterday was the 51st birthday of former Islanders winger Dan Plant. Plant, a native of St. Louis, Missouri, a third round pick of the Islanders back in 1990. Spent three years at the University of Wisconsin before making his Islanders debut during the 93-94 season. Even played a game in the playoffs for the Islanders that year and scored a goal. Spent two full seasons with the Islanders, 95-96 and 96-97. Had seven games with the team in 97-98 before finishing his career in the IHL and the AHL. Last played professionally in 2001-2002 with the Chicago Wolves. In his career, Plant had 159 NHL games, 9 goals, 23 points, and 135 penalty minutes. That one playoff goal and that one playoff game was the only one of his NHL career. All of it spent, by the way, with your New York Islanders. Plant, more of a fourth-line kind of a guy, a checker, a grinder, a solid defensive player. Never really scored a lot of goals. Had, uh, a, you know, nine goals in two full seasons and two partial seasons. So goal scoring was not necessarily his forte. But we're going to go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander, March 26th. 1997 in Buffalo. It was then it was then called the Marine Midland Arena. Islanders and Sabers. Tommy Salo in goal for the Isles. Steve Shields, the netminder for Buffalo, and Buffalo getting on the board in the first minute. Brad May, his third from Rob Ray and Wayne Primo at 38 seconds. Isles down quickly, one to nothing, but they bounce back in. 
the middle of the period. Nicholas Anderson pots his 11th of the year. Give the assist to Todd Bertuzzi and Travis Green at 8.53. After 20 minutes, Isles won and the Sabres won. In the second, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Dan Plant had the only goal of the period. His fourth from Ken Belanger and Dennis Vasky at 18.06. Isles up a goal after 40 minutes by a score of 2-1 to one in the second period. Also, uh, Matt Barnaby of Buffalo, Brian McCabe of the Islanders dropping the gloves in the first period. Bob Bugner of Buffalo and Ken Belanger of the Islanders dropping the gloves. So this was a bit of a physical contest. In the third period, a future Islander, Miro Chetan, ties the game for Buffalo, his 19th. Jason Daw and Alexei Zitnik with the assist at 10.06. We head to overtime. And in the overtime, defenseman Brian Barrard wins it for the Islanders, his eighth from Brian McCabe and Brian Smolinski exactly one minute into the OT. The Isles win it. By a score of 3-2, to two, 25 saves for Tommy Sallow. Islanders outshoot the Sabres 28-27 to 27 for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Dan Plant, a goal. He had two shots on goal, and he gave the Islanders a lead in the second period. A big goal right there for Dan Plant and for the New York Islanders. When it comes to this deal with Matthew Barzal. I think Islanders Nation can exhale. I think there is a certain amount of joy, a certain amount of relief, and just a feeling like, okay, this is off our backs. We can look forward. We can move ahead, and we can get things done that we need to get done when it comes to improving this team. To lose Matthew Barzal would have been disastrous for this franchise and it would have really meant quite honestly a lot of big moves would have had to have been made to get the offense of this team back up to the standards that you want them at so hopefully what we see from here on in Barzal has to be happy I think he is and he has to be productive because this is the time for him to prove that he's worth $9.15 million a year for the next eight years after playing this year on the last year of his old deal. I think this is sort of the pillar, the foundation that the Islanders are going to build their offense around. Now it is the burden is on Lou Lamorello to go out and build an offense around Matthew Barzal, just like it's up to Matthew Barzal to go out and live up to the very high contract that he just signed. To me, like I said before, this is a win-win, but only if both sides live up to their obligations under this deal, and hopefully that's what we're going to see uh, in the next few years Uh, Again, I think the Islanders overpaid for years one and two, maybe, of this contract. But by year four, five, six, seven, they'll be underpaying Matthew Barzal. So I think it's a fair deal to both sides. And now they just have to go up and make it work out for everybody. I'm happy about this deal. 
I hope you are. Please feel free, emails, comments on YouTube, contact me on Twitter, and let me know how you feel about it. I want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That will do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.